is Dan, and I am Parkview's online pastor. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. I just want to mention a couple of quick things as we jump in today. And first, parents, our kids team is excited to announce that we're going to be having Summer Jam at home this year. While it may look and feel differently than what we're used to for a typical on-campus vacation Bible school, the mission remains exactly the same. Summer Jam is all about your kids growing closer to God while they're having a blast. Hosting Summer Jam at your home is really easy. We give you everything you need, so just bring some neighborhood kids together and join us. To find out more about hosting a Summer Jam party, log on to parkviewchurch.com slash Summer Jam. It's a really exciting opportunity to be a bright light to the kids around you. And here's some other big news for you. You're going to want to know that on Sunday, July 19, we will begin the process of getting together again at our physical locations for prayer gatherings. Now understand, these aren't full services, but they are great opportunities for us to be on campus in a limited capacity to spend some time praying together. And you'll need to RSVP, so make sure you're on our email list. And the easiest way to make sure you are is just to head over to parkviewchurch.com slash next steps and fill out the form that's there. We'll also be updating social media and our website with all the up-to-date information you're going to need when it's available, so just make sure you keep an eye out for all of that. Well, thanks again for joining us today, everyone. Enjoy the rest of the service. What's up, everybody? Hey, Parkview. Uh, I am back, and I am absolutely honored uh, to be here with you once again on this weekend. I'm Pastor Montel, uh, and was just here a couple short weeks ago sharing a profound conversation with my friend, uh, Pastor Tim, in regard to the state of our nation and what we believe God is speaking and how he's leading and directing us to play our part uh, in the healing of our nation. And I, I hope you thought it was good because I thought it was good, okay? Uh, and I just pray that you were inspired, encouraged, enlightened, uh, maybe awakened and challenged uh, from our time together. And I'm grateful uh, to serve you once again. This is like my third time being with y'all. Uh, so technically, we're extended family now. Black folks, we do that. Okay, we got uh, family everywhere, brothers and sisters in Christ all around the world. And I consider Parkview, I consider you to be my home away from home. So uh, y'all can just think of me as one of your cousins uh, from Atlanta. And I hope you don't mind if I make myself at home. And if you do mind, uh, I'm still going to do it anyway, because black people do that too. Now, many of you may remember the time. Uh, shout out to Michael Jackson. Remember the time. You Many of you may remember the time. Uh, when uh, my wife Kristen and I were here and we shared a marriage message with you. Uh, and uh, we've been married uh, for 26 years to each other. Uh, you have to say that. Uh, and uh, we look forward to a time soon when we can return and to join you again uh, in that capacity to help strengthen marriages and equip those of you who are single but you desire to be married. Now, before I begin, uh, I gotta give honor uh, where honor is due. Your pastors, Tim and Denise, my God, they are our friends uh, and they are godsends. They are essential to the body of Christ. And so thank you, pastors. Thank you for your friendship, uh, for your mentorship, for your leadership. Uh, and uh, Parkview, wherever you are watching this message right now, why don't you do me a favor? Just give a, a virtual round of applause. Throw some hand claps uh, in, the, uh, in the comment section or something right there. Let me know that you're with me today um, because it is no easy thing uh, pastoring uh, in this world and in this climate at this time in history. 
If you have a Bible or an electronic device, in just a few moments, I'm going to be sharing a few ideas with you from the book of Acts. And uh, it'll probably be on the screen for you. Probably those notes will be right over here. Uh, But I want you to do me a favor and I challenge you to take an extra step on this weekend and actually hold the word of God in your hands because I want to get it as close to your hearts as possible. Disclaimer, I can't deliver this message in a bubble. So I'm going to give it to you the way God gave it to me. And together, please, let's just pray that Holy Spirit translates this message to reach out to every single one of your hearts uniquely and purposefully so that you know that it's a word from God specifically sent just for you. Let's pray. Our Father, we were created in your image. And that's how your son, Jesus, told us that we ought to approach you. Our father, you're ours. So as we clothe ourselves in you today, Jesus, Holy Spirit, allow your word to come alive today. Make me invisible, God, so what your sons and daughters see and hear and feel are all you. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Amen. I can hear you out there. Amen. Acts chapter 18, verses 9 and 10. And the word of God says this, one night the Lord spoke to Paul in a vision. Do not be afraid. Keep on speaking. Do not be silent for I am with you and no one is going to attack and harm you because I have many people in this city. I love that. It sounds like God has got your back when he says, I got many people in this city. Now for the next few minutes, I have three things that I want to submit to you. And for those of you who take notes and you may be looking for a title, you can call this message, see it, say it, show it. See it, say it, show it. My first point is simply this. God desires for us to see it. God desires for us to see it. Real talk. uh, Many of us owe the year 2019 a sincere apology myself included. I mean, December 31st, 2019, my family and I, we gather together as we have done nearly for two decades and we get down on our faces, on our knees, and we prayed in the new year. We began to make resolutions and declarations that the year 2020 would be the greatest years of our lives. Can I get an amen? Greatest year of our life. This is going to be the year of vision. 2020, get it? Perfect vision. And I don't believe that my family were the only ones who prayed that prayer. Yo, throw me a couple of hands or or thumbs up in the comment section. If that was you and you feel me there, you were there too. Listen, perfect vision. And yet didn't none of us see all of this coming, right? And if you did, you didn't tell enough people about what you saw. But here's the point. God wants us to see it. And in order for us to see it, we need to understand what it is to see and we need to know what it is. And in the scripture that we just read in Acts uh, chapter 18, it began by saying one night, God spoke to Paul in a vision. Now, can we just unpack that uh, for just uh, a moment? Uh, There's also a scripture in Acts two and seven that says uh, that young men see visions and old men dream dreams. Now sidebar, uh, I'm half a hundred, I'm 51. Uh, and I have both dreams and visions, so I must be somewhere right there in the middle. Uh, but I want to submit to you that this is important. 
uh, because dreams happen while you're asleep, but visions come when you're awake. Notice that uh, once again in Acts 18 and 9, it begins with one night, which indicates that even in the midst of the dark of night, Paul was wide awake. He was wide awake to see what the Lord desired to show him. And even today, in the midst of some of the darkest times imaginable, God put the world on pause. He called time out so that we couldn't just scroll and swipe past and sleep past what he wanted us to see. Yo, here's the challenge. The challenge is now that we're woke, how do we all see the same thing? Because God gives us this vision and then we begin to uh, view it from our own earthly eyes rather than from heavenly eyes. And we start to dissect his vision, which often causes division or die vision. Quick example of what I mean. Uh, when I was a small child, I remember there was an educational toy manufactured by Mattel, and it was called a CNSA. Now for the millennial clarification out there, this toy uh, had many different pictures on it, okay? And of the many different things on the face of it, uh, when you pull the string of it, uh, there was a rotating dial in the center of it, and the CNSA would spin around and around, and eventually it would point to a picture of an object or an animal or a letter of the alphabet embedded on the face. And then a voice would come from the device, and it would say exactly what it saw. Cow, moo, letter, B. It did exactly what it saw, and time after time, as you pulled and pulled the string and it spun and it spun and seeing the same things over and over again through repetition, you would eventually learn what to see and say. And at some point, you knew your toy was either broken, defective, or dysfunctional because it would point to something and it would say something different from what you were seeing. I'm preaching to somebody right now. Listen, church, we're all seeing the same thing right now. And in the midst of darkness, God wants us to see it because Jesus is the light of the world. But Jesus can't fix what we won't face. I have a friend, Pastor Johnson Bowie, who says Jesus makes darkness a choice. And that leads us to the second point. God wants us to see it, but God desires for us to say it. He desires for us to say it. Listen, God encouraged Paul by saying, don't be afraid, don't stop speaking, don't be silent. And listen, in a world where nearly everyone has a voice via social media platforms, uh, many people are uh, finding themselves with a posting paralysis for fear of saying the wrong thing or maybe of being socially shamed for not saying anything at all. And I'm reminded that Jesus was approached by the religious leaders of his day with a scenario similar to our modern day COVID-19 situation. Listen, the encounter is documented in Matthew chapter 15 where Jesus was asked about why his disciples were defiling themselves by not washing their hands before eating bread as the religious law required. Now, uh, real talk, just a few months ago, everybody was super sensitive about maintaining appropriate proximity to each other through social distancing, wearing a mask, flattening the curve, and washing your hands frequently multiple times a day for at least 20 seconds. Not really, be honest. Have you really been standing at the sink 
one, 1,000, two, 1,000, counting to 20 to make sure that you're compliant. But the point is this, uh, the leaders of that day desired to entrap Jesus about the things on the outside that can defile us on the inside. Even today, what are you viewing? What are you meditating on? What are you feeding your spirit? What on the outside is coming inside? And so Peter wants to know, and so he goes to Jesus for clarity, and Jesus responds by saying this in verses 16 through 20. This is Matthew 15, verses 16 through 20. So Jesus said, are you also still without understanding? Do you not yet understand that whatever enters the mouth goes into the stomach and is eliminated? But those things which proceed out of the mouth come from the heart and they defile man. For out of the heart proceeds evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemies. These are the things which defile a man. But to eat with unwashed hands does not defile a man. Listen, here's, here's what Jesus is saying to them back then and what he's saying to us still today. What comes out of your mouth comes from your heart. And some of us are afraid to speak because the living God, the light of the world is shining a light right now into dark places in our world and dark places in our hearts. And maybe we remain silent because we're afraid to say what we see. Oh, if you can't say amen, say ouch. Either one will do. Listen, God doesn't guilt trip us or shame us into heart surgery. The devil brings condemnation, but God lovingly brings conviction because he wants to heal us. But Jesus won't fix what we won't face. You guys, I've shared on a multitude of different platforms uh, and numerous white friends who have reached out to me to ask, Montel, what can I do? What should I say? And my response remains steadfast. It remains consistent. If you don't know what to say, say that. I'll say that again because it's worth saying again. If you don't know what to say, say that. I don't know what to say, but I love you and I'm listening and I'm learning. Here's what that means. When you say, I love you, you love by moving from passive sympathy to active empathy. That simply means I'm moving from I feel sorry for you to I'm feeling with you. Are you picking up what I'm putting down here? Listening, listening is what you do with your ears, but hearing is what you do with your heart. And then as you are loving and you're listening, you begin learning and learning recognizes that, hey, you don't know what you don't know, but just because you don't know it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Just because you don't know it doesn't mean you can't care. And listen, when we invite God into that space, we allow him to break our hearts for what breaks his heart. Like he did with Paul, we can then be unafraid to keep on speaking and to break our silence because God wants to heal us. But Jesus won't fix what we won't face. And then lastly, after God desires for us to see it and he desires for us to say it, God desires for us to show it. There's a scripture in John chapter 13, verse 35, and it says this, by this all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. It's by love that we are recognized as followers of Christ. Listen, if I love you, 
my actions should show more than my concern for your salvation in the next life while I'm complacent to overlook your plight here in this life. Jesus stopped, y'all. He paused. He stopped what he was doing and where he was going to see and to say and to show how much his Father in heaven loves and cares for us here on the earth. He paused then, and I believe we run and we move so fast doing this and that, that God loved us enough that he paused the world right now just for us. He paused it because he knows that we would never voluntarily do it on our own. Acts 18, it ends with a promise where God says, I'll be with you and no one will attack or harm you because I have many people in this city. Wherever you are, I want you to know that gives me hope. Jesus won't fix what we won't face. So no matter if we have a broken society, if we have a broken justice system, if we have a broken economy, a broken marriage, broken dreams, a broken heart, the Lord has many people in this city, in your city who see his vision and they are attentive to hear his voice. And he has verified or validated you for such a time as this to live out his word that declares his kingdom will come and his will will be done on earth, right here, right now, as it is in heaven. We're called to do that, to see it, to say it, and to show it. And listen, if not now, then when? And if not you, then who? You know, as I close, I want to end this by sharing one other final thought. I want to end this by sharing one final thought. Uh, you may be watching this or listening to this message. You, you may be hearing about this Jesus who seemed willing to step out of eternity and into time where you are into some really dark places that get really messy. Our lives can be dark and messy and Jesus wants to step into the midst of that, into the midst of that pain and not look at you, but to feel along with you. And maybe you need that mercy and that grace like you've never known before. And so I would just simply say this, if you've never received Jesus Christ before as your Lord and Savior, man, today is a perfect day to do that. I, I want you to know God wants you to see it. He wants you to see his salvation and he wants you to say it. His word says that if you believe with your heart and you would confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ was the son of God and he was raised from the dead, that you shall be saved. And when you do that, he shows you his mercy and his grace by moving you from darkness into light. You can have that today. You can have that not only for yourself, but for the rest of the world to be able to see God's miracle in you. And so if you've never done that before, we're going to say a prayer in just a moment. And I just want to say one other thing. Maybe you have received Jesus before as your Lord and Savior, but you're not walking like you have. Maybe places are still dark where you are. Listen, Jesus wants to shine that light on you today. He wants to illuminate himself in you so you would know he is Lord and Savior and he's ready to welcome you back. And so in just a moment, if you're receiving Jesus for the first time, wherever you are, or if you're coming back to him to get things right, anyone who ever received Jesus had to admit that we were sinners and that we needed a Savior. And so we're going to say a prayer together. And this prayer is not the finish line, guys. It's not the finish line. It's a starting point for new relationship being awakened and woke 
to who Jesus is in our lives. So if you will, and you wanna receive Jesus, you mean business with Jesus today, will you bow your heads and say this prayer with me? Just repeat after me and just say, Jesus, I love you. You loved me first. You love me more. Jesus Christ, I'm a sinner and I need a savior. And I believe you're that savior. Jesus Christ, I believe you're the son of God. You came to this earth for me. You went to the cross for me. You went to the grave for me. And you rose again for me. Come into my heart. Drive out all the darkness. Replace it with your love. Replace it with your light. And I'll make you my Lord and Savior all the days of my life. Now, in Jesus' name, just take a moment. And I know this may be awkward. Wherever you are at home, in your car, wherever you're watching this, will you just lift your hands wherever you are? Lifted hands is a universal sign of surrender. Lifted hands is also a universal sign of receiving. And so whether you're surrendering your life to Jesus today or whether you're receiving his mercy and his grace, be awakened to a God that wants to heal us and love us and transform us. In Jesus' name, Parkview, I love you, I honor you, I bless you in Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for joining us. For Parkview On The Go, everyone, we really hope that you enjoyed today's message from Montel. Hey, wherever and however you're listening today, we'd love to ask you to leave a rating and a review. Just let us know how you're liking the podcast and then make sure you share it with your friends. Earlier, I mentioned that we're starting the process of getting together again at our physical locations. And if you live near one of them, we really hope that you'll join us for a prayer gathering or a worship service when they resume. But if not, or you're just not ready, don't worry. These online experiences and our podcast will continue and we're excited to keep connecting with you this way. But remember, taking a next step is what's really important. Maybe you've been listening to our podcast for a little while, but you haven't checked out one of our online services. And if that's the case, a great next step for you is just to grab some people you know, some friends or extended family or neighbors, and just watch a service together. Listening is great, but just don't allow your relationship with Jesus to become stagnant. If you want to learn more about how to take next steps and grow in your relationship with God, just visit parkviewchurch.com slash next steps. Or if it's easier, you can just shoot me an email at online at parkviewchurch.com. Thanks again for joining us today, everyone. Now to him who's able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before his glorious throne with great joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power now and forever. Amen. Take care, everyone.